Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're tuning in. You are listening to the official SQL Audio Experience, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a better marketer. Today, we are talking about evolution. Ooh, interesting. Evolution of influence. Okay. Big kind of category in marketing. I'm perplexed. By what do you mean by that, though? Well, I feel like you're kind of you're kind of fishing here with me to have a big <laughs> reveal, and I don't have a big one. You don't have a big influence reveal. for marketers is how we gain trust, or okay. can influence per the word a decision about our brand, our product, or service quicker than okay. normal, right? Quicker than taking someone through a long, drawn out marketing funnel or sales process, using someone with direct influence can okay. get us to the end zone a lot faster. So that helps me understand why we have this uh, prop here. For our listeners, they can't see that. Yeah. Uh, we have a prop here with us today that is uh, a bottle of aviation gin, which I think is kind of the quintessential current concept of influence because that is the current state of evolution, if you will, from how marketing has adapted with influence over time. Because right now we have a bottle of celebrity-endorsed and celebrity-owned mm, product yeah. and celebrity product placement within their own <laughs> world of their career combined with celebrity friends endorsing within their sphere and it's just a lot. I mean the list seems to go on and on with this one thing yeah it's a lot to unpack but maybe maybe first though we back up yeah we, we need get to back into that up. let's back up and think about the first types of celebrity endorsement uh, and or product placement what did sure. that look like to me the first one of the first thing that comes to mind is when celebrities started becoming celebrities and actually like really clamored larger after, than life like, larger than like life movie stars movie stars and that goes back to the i think i used in our original ch chat was kind of that john wayne era where you had the cowboy that looked so rugged and the, mm -hmm. every guy wanted to be that way that where the girls were clamoring after me it's all centered around uh, uh really that desire creating yeah. a sense of desire that i think fantastical think a, element to it uh Isle of Lucy episodes where yeah. <laughs> there was a there was a funny episode where Lucy was expecting a baby and they didn't know what to name him and I think I remember Ricky was saying that they were going to name him Philip if it was a boy and Morris if it was a girl i.e. Philip Morris cigarettes <laughs> which was obviously a product placement right. hilarious for the time yeah but still ridiculous when you yeah. think about it today because it's funny but and then going back to john wayne with the cigarettes right mm -hmm. or like clint eastwood with the cigars like you know all those small things that really kind of were at the birth of this like hollywood-esque kind sure. of mentality of these superstars who all of a sudden they were drinking a specific soda mm -hmm. in uh, the background of a of a movie right mm -hmm. or a certain milk brand yep. uh, so yeah yeah i see what you're saying there it kind of started uh with the birth of hollywood because i mm -hmm. think that was at the time motion pictures were kind of the biggest event mm -hmm. you could really go to outside of a, yep. of a live concert especially in those times so hollywood has led the the charge on that mm -hmm. uh fast forward to now like you're saying where celebrities are like oh well instead of doing a pepsi commercial Mm -hmm. Why don't I start my own soda company? 
Or as ridiculous as it sounds, or spirits brand like yep. Ryan Reynolds that we're talking about here. Yep. Why don't I create my own product, my own brand, own it entirely, mm-hmm. and then use my celebrity status to endorse uh, it endorse myself. it myself? Yep. Yeah, and get my buddies yep. to also endorse it because they just owe me a favor, or you know, mm-hmm. we like to have fun together, and maybe I'll put them in a movie. Yeah, uh, something upcoming. And so that's the, really evolved. The, the really the thing that I hate about that is the amount of control that it places on an individual mm-hmm. where they can actually – it's not navigate the waters themselves but really influence the market. There's that word again. Yeah, influence. Influence, yeah. But they have too much control, and I really hate that sometimes yeah. just on that aspect. But let me let me extend it a little further to where the status of celebrity itself has changed. Correct. Over the years, especially in our current market that we're in right now, with so much social media, Mm -hmm. a celebrity is not necessarily a celebrity anymore. You could have a, you know, someone that could be walking on the streets and you could pass by them, not have a clue that maybe that person is a TikToker in a specific niche Mm -hmm. where they may have two to three million followers, but yet walking on the street, you have no idea that that person is a celebrity. So celebrity in itself, the definition has changed. Mm-hmm. But why has it all? Why have marketers always been uh, interested in using them? What is it about celebrities that's so alluring that we would want to, as consumers, emulate what they're doing? Whether it's the clothing they're wearing sure. or the product they're interacting, like what is it about celebrities that's just so like, like awe inspiring? So it's either one of two things, basically, where when you're centering around a celebrity's idea, you either like the the customers or people that follow them and you just want to get quickly in front of all of those eyeballs or for some reason that celebrity also it, uh, em, em, embodies your brand's kind of quintessential feel. So if it was like, you know, a backpacking type of situation, you might go after Bear Grylls because yeah. he's a super – outdoorsy type person and you want to identify with that celebrity's persona and then you also want to get in front of all those eyeballs those are kind of the two main aspects that really all you'd look at that's from a brand's perspective for sure and you know by the way for bear grills uh example there i love that i own some of his his camping gear yeah and i bought it specifically because i was like this dude jumps out of helicopters (laughs) i can see it on tv yeah hopefully his stuff is tested and proven Mm -hmm. so i'm going to buy into that mentality so i think maybe then switching gears to a consumer mindset mm-hmm. is consumers because we are visual. Most of us are visually soaking in information yep. faster than we are auditory or uh, reading. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're soaking in at a high capacity information that is allowing us to make the decision that we like this person. Mm-hmm. We believe what they do yep. and we think that they are, authentically positioned Mm -hmm. and like you said we want to emulate that we want to look like this person we want to uh you know be able to be out in the wilderness and use the same Mm -hmm. gear that the best of the best is using right that's the idea that's the idea that gets planted in all of our heads so that's really powerful Mm -hmm. and now like moving outside of celebrity like you said that 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 term is kind of malleable because you just got steve who happens to be like the the TikTok uh, whiskey drinker mm-hmm. of you know his industry. He's got three million followers, yep. and a brand might say, "Wow, that's a lot of influence. People love the content he's producing. Mm-hmm. How do I quickly jump in 
Yep. Do some branded content with Steve because I want those people to trust my brand yep. quickly. Mm-hmm. So the the value in it for a brand or a company, yep. small, medium, or large, is that you move to the front of the line mm-hmm. with the eye of this audience consumer as being trustworthy mm-hmm. and or a product that is used by this individual that yep. we like already. And there's a reason that that's been so popular is because that's so hard to ignore the quick results mm-hmm. that that yields because you spend maybe maybe a little bit more than you'd usually spend to create yeah, it's expensive you know, sometimes depending upon who the celebrity is at that level but you know it's hard to ignore that and that that results that that you quickly get in front of that audience and quickly kind of connect your brand your product whatever with that individual their thing that they worked so hard right. to design, craft, and create as a career person. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's why it's so expensive. But yeah. I think one of the challenges, and this is going to be a loaded question, is how do you actually decide that that's a smart approach? Because you could go full on celebrity, and it gets really really expensive, or you could go more influencer that's more niche, that's going to be less expensive, but it's still going to be more expensive than just creating an organic thing that you'd actually just put paid advertising behind. Right. Uh, or at least that's kind of the idea around here because how would you go about that approach of knowing that that's, that's a good yeah. approach? Now, there's a lot of different aspects, so I'll try and stick in the veins that we've covered. Let's yep. start with celebrity. Commercials have been doing this forever, right? Mm-hmm. Think State Farm. Think Aflac. You know, think think of these people who have recurring celebrities who yep. have been doing these. Or Priceline, he had uh, what was his name, Shatner, Shatner. Mm-hmm. forever, right? I mean, series and series. Uh, look at Flo from um, Progressive, right? Mm-hmm. So these recurring people, yep. right? Sometimes they're celebrities. Sometimes they become celebrities because of the place. What I was thinking with Flo yeah, about that uh, as yeah. an example, but. Um, Look at how they've done it. They did it in a smart way, which they knew there's that there's an initial flash in the pan mm-hmm. kind of aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the longer they do it, the more consistent they are over time. They yep. drive home that stamp of approval from that celebrity in yeah. the minds of the consumer. Mm-hmm. So we transition that to social media now. When social influencer marketing first popped on the scene a few years back, it was you could do this pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. The exchange and the value to yeah. reach those audiences was amazing. Mm-hmm. Marketers figured this out pretty quick, and brands came aplenty. Mm-hmm. Kind of ruined that situation now, where someone yeah. that just has maybe a hundred thousand followers, as an yeah. example, can require seven thousand dollars for a sure. fifteen-second Instagram uh, story, mm-hmm. seven grand that you're paying for just the placement. Right? It's going by and. 15 seconds and then it's disappearing Done. after 24 hours <laughs> and you may have paid mm-hmm. 40 to $50,000 to create the content that you gave them mm-hmm. or you may have paid them an extra fee on top of yes. their $7,000 placement fee for them to create the content yes. for you. Mm-hmm. So what I've seen now is that brands have wisened up that they're overpaying for mm-hmm. a flash in the pan that doesn't always point back to direct sales. Yeah. And they're formulating long form engagements with these influencers. Yeah. So instead of paying $7,000 for one Instagram story that dissolves after 24 hours, mm-hmm. they're saying, Hey, how can we get a weekly post from you? Yeah. For the next, changed. for the next yeah. six months. Yeah. 
we don't need you mentioning the brand every time, but we want to see the product in your photos. Mm -hmm. We want you out using it. We want you to uh, maybe do a learning example of you love this software because it helps you do X, Y, and Z. How do we truly integrate it so that it looks like it's a part of your life? Sure. Not just here's a a shameless advertisement plug. Yeah. And instead of 7,000 a piece, maybe now they're paying 2000 a piece because mm-hmm. they're extending the relationship. They're guaranteeing the check for the influencer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so we've come a long way and it's, it's wishy-washy, but I, I think mean, the through point is if you were going to decide to do this as a mm-hmm. brand, do it for the long term and figure yeah. out a way that makes sense for you to test mm-hmm. with true key performance indicators, KPIs yep. on how you're going to measure or not, whether or not it's success. Uh, success. So I think as as a brand, you have to really focus on making sure that you're not just going to do a splash. Don't do a one off, you know. Don't spend all your dollars on one, you know. Go after going after a celebrity, um, you know. Rethink of who your market is, of who you're trying to attract, who you can use, whose audience you can use. I'm glad that you kind of broke it down with the 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 way that the influencer market has evolved even Mm -hmm. in such a short while like it it was identified it kind of went up really quick a lot of people were were getting too much money for such a small return on what the value would have been on that and i'm glad that that has changed because that put position of power or position of uh, opportunity opportunity into in the hands of people that weren't professionally able to handle that. And that's why mm-hmm. endorsers and influencers got such a really ugly name yeah. and ugly term yeah. really quick uh, for a short while there because it was like, you know, you'd, you'd see influencers throw their weight around and be <laughs> like, well, if you really want me to eat in your restaurant, you need to give it to me for, for free, free. <laughs> yeah. and I'll tweet about yeah, I'll it once. About you know, it's it. like, yeah. gosh, man, how, yeah. how obnoxious or can Or in the be? morning, I was doing a reel about toothpaste, and then at lunch, my favorite meal kit, and then at yeah. you know, the evening was where <laughs> I, I work out at the gym, and, and it just got overboard, and you lose the authenticity. So there's a reason yeah. that big companies choose specific either mm-hmm. athletes or celebrities Uh, based on consistency of their Mm -hmm. image over time. Mm -hmm. And then for these micro-level influencers that aren't necessarily celebrities, but they have a large audience following, they're being chosen on how authentic are you. Mm -hmm. If you're taking every brand opportunity that comes your way, we're just a splash in the ocean. There's no reason to to work with you. But if you have focused on your audience for eight to 16 months and develop this huge network. You've never ran a brand mm-hmm. campaign like mm-hmm. ever on your channel. Yeah. Wow. That's value because now by the time a brand is introduced on your channel, you've thought about how to do this the right True. way yep. and not offend your audiences. And that's, that's worth a little bit more. So authenticity yep. is a cornerstone of doing this correctly. So those are kind of the two main nuggets that I'd like for our listeners to take away from this episode where Yes, we talked about the evolution of it in general, um, but I think the decision ultimately to proceed forward with some specific parameter of utilizing this as, an, as a resource, how to decide that. So that's something that hopefully we've given you a little bit more insight mm-hmm. and, and made you a little bit more educated to where you can decide if this makes sense for you. But then if you have decided and you want to move forward with something in this vein of advertising, marketing, don't be thinking about it in a way that is so disjointed and you're like trying to force a wedge mm-hmm. in and make this 
celebrity, let's just say it's a celebrity or or influence, don't make them do something that seems so unnatural that right. it's like left, you know, hard hard turn yeah. real quick, and it feels disjointed. You won't connect with their audience, even if he's he or she is the one saying it. You need to integrate it properly into that audience. So. Decide if, if you must, if the influencer is the right path for you, and then deciding the content to create, how to maybe partner with that mm-hmm. celebrity or that give influencer. Them some give them, give some them a skin little the bit of like, help me understand your audience. How do I need to talk to them? Uh, you don't have to go so subtle as like, okay, the bottle's in the background the next time you do a TikTok video. Like, you yeah. don't have to be so subtle. Yeah. But finding some more way to fluidly integrate it into their content rather than yeah. just wedge it in there. That's a great point. And there's a lot of, of stuff on the back end of this, guys. There's contracts. There's how you negotiate. There's establishing KPIs. If you don't know about any of those things or that seems intimidating to yeah. you, reach out to a partner. Uh, SQL, obviously, we handle a lot of influencer marketing campaigns. Uh, we can put you in touch with people who do the same work yep. that we trust and that we would indoors 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 mm. <laughs> not as celebrities but people that just do great work so if you have questions concerns you want to know more about this in depth reach out to us message us uh, call us email yep, whatever you want to do and we'll help you out but hopefully you guys learned something interesting and at least put some context around some of the things you should be thinking about when getting into celebrity and or niche mm-hmm. influencer conversations for marketing tactics it's, it's hard to do but it's one to consider for sure All right, guys, we'll catch you next time. Take care. Bye. Bye.